Hey guys, welcome to episode 194 of the Ryan is Super Strong podcast. This episode is coming to you after a few week break. Um, like I said a couple weeks ago, I wasn't sure how I felt about releasing an episode. And uh, to be quite honest, I'll try to keep this intro short, but to be quite honest, um, I just didn't feel right. And I talked to several of you guys that I know listen every week, and I talk, you know, I got emails from people. Um, uh, checking in on me because I live in West Hollywood where it was pretty crazy and all kinds of different stuff. But, uh, and I enjoyed the correspondence that I had with, uh, listeners and friends of mine. Um, but I just didn't feel right distracting from what was going on. And a big reason for that was because, uh, I recorded all these, uh, uh, like this week in the next three weeks, I think I recorded like March and beginning of April, um, before, uh, before any of the, the protests had happened, we were all in quarantine. And so we were doing this Corona files, zoom episodes, you know? Um, and so I had my friend Matt Judson on this. That's who was going to be released that week when all the protests started, you know, and we were under curfew every day and there was protests for every day for two weeks. And there's still to this day, there's firecrackers going off all day long. Uh, literally every 30 seconds. It's really, really insane. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> uh, but basically I, I just didn't, you know, I was already kind of like, feeling strange with the quarantine and the coronavirus and all that, that I was releasing episodes, you know, that I'd recorded <laughs> weeks ago. And, and so I felt like maybe I should be doing it more, you know, since we have the time, maybe I should be doing it more on the day. And then all this stuff started happening. And I was just like, I can't, you know, I, I just didn't feel good releasing people's episodes during such a crazy time when we weren't even going to address anything, you know? <laughs> so I, I felt like it was, uh, distracting first of all, which I didn't want to do when it was something, when Black Lives Matter is, is the issue, I don't want to distract you. Like during the coronavirus, I was all about distracting you, helping you get through it. But with Black Lives Matter, I wanted people to be able to focus on it. And, uh, so I donated, uh, whatever I could for nine days straight and put that on my Instagram. Uh, I took a few weeks off the podcast to try to just focus my energies that I had on what was happening. Um, I listened a shitload. I learned from friends. I talked to friends and family. I talked to uh, colleagues. I've argued with people. Um, I read a lot, listened to a ton of podcasts, watched a lot of films and documentaries. I don't know. I just tried to soak in information. Um, because even though I consider myself someone who's, uh, lives in a way that, uh, where I, I try to basically live with no question, uh, where my allegiances lie or who I think is, uh, you know, uh, who qualifies as a good human or not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just, uh, um, I still wanted to be a person that listened and learned during this time. And so I've really been focusing on doing that. Plus just the insanity of the coronavirus and the international pandemic that we're living in right now. Uh, the numbers keep rising. Things are getting more and more stressful. Uh, Lori and I are, you know, just uh, together with Rupert and we're just trying to get through it uh, as our little tribe. And I think that you guys can all relate to that. And, um, so I even, even though I made a decision not to put out a podcast for a few weeks there, uh, each week I still thought about it. And, um, I had the same feeling for the last few weeks, which is just like, no, I don't want to want to do it. It doesn't feel right. But this week I genuinely felt, uh, good. I want to get back to this. I want to be part of each other's lives again. I want to be, you know, uh, sharing my friends and their badass music because that is what can heal. And it, so though it was important for me to lay off and let everyone kind of focus on what was going on at the time, I am very much, uh, of the, of the idea that we need to heal now. We need to start rebuilding. We need to start getting through and like we, we, you know, applying these new, uh, lessons and new knowledge to our everyday life. 
And, um, you know, so I want to get back to, I want to get back to where we're going here. So please forgive me for the few week break that I took. Um, like I said, it was driven by the Black Lives Matter movement, but also just the own my own, you know, crappy feelings of not not being able to get off the you know get out of bed and get stuff done sometimes during this coronavirus. So I'm back. I'm feeling really good and positive. I think this is going to be really fun to get back to these episodes. And then after I think the next few weeks um, of these rec- these episodes that I recorded back in March and April. Um, I'll start trying to do it probably weekly, do an interview just so that they're a little bit more topical during this time. And that gives each guest a chance to really represent themselves in the most current way possible. That all being said, it's time to get serious. Matt Judson is a dear friend of mine. I met at Indiana university and you're going to hear all about him. You're also going to hear some music. He was also featured on an episode I did long ago with, uh, three short phone interviews. The first time I ever did phone interviews or anything like that. So he was on that, but now, you know, he's one of these guys I wanted to have on forever. Now we finally get to have him because of the coronavirus and zoom technology. (laughs) So anyway, I'm going to let you get to the show, but as I always say, please get comfortable. Get your beverage nearby. Maybe you're working out. You still need a beverage. You still need a water or a Gatorade or some coconut water, something. You know, you need something during your workout. Have your beverage close. Have a loved one close by. That's important right now. Even if a loved one means something that you love, whether that's your childhood blanket, maybe that's your favorite book you've been reading. I don't know what it is that brings you joy, but that's what we all need right now. So hold it close. Give it a snuggle. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad to be talking to your ears right now, and uh, I think you're in for a really nice episode. Several more to come, and oh man, we got some cool stuff coming up in the future. So uh, just hold on to your hats. You're a cowboy now. <laughs> Get comfortable, sit back, relax, and enjoy the freaking show. <gasps> All right. Hey, hey, welcome to the Ryan is Super Strong podcast. This is Ryan Knutson and I am, you guessed it, super strong. Today's strength level is procrastination. Now, procrastination is a strong, a strong, strong, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A strong feeling, strong ex- experience that everybody I think knows about. It's something that we all deal with day to day. And in this time of quarantine, I find myself for some reason, uh, experiencing it more than ever. <laughs> and today, today's guest is someone that I've procrastinated on having on my show because I felt like at some point I'd be in Austin where he lives and I'd be able to have an in-person interview with him at some point in my traveling. And I, it, it just hasn't happened yet. And so I had him on, uh, well, he, he had an album come out oh, oh, like a year ago, a year and a half ago or so. And we had him on like a short interview. Um, and I still thought I'd, I still want to wait till I get him in person. I want to hang out with this guy in real life, IRL. <laughs> and then this quarantine happened and I said, forget this. It's time to invite him on the show. I'm tired of waiting to have my buddy on. So the man that I have on today is a drummer, composer, producer, all around badass fellow Hoosier that I met at my time at Indiana University. This is the wonderful Matt Judson. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me, Ryan. Of course. Thanks for coming on, man. 
Yeah. Like I said, it's a bit, it's been about, you are one of those guys for me where I'm always like, you know, we, we stay kind of, you know, in touch in quotes via, you know, social media and stuff. And I always see what you're doing or see popping out, oh, yeah. working on all these cool projects. And as I travel, I'm like, I used to, I, I've been to Austin several times back in the day. You're still in Austin, right? Yeah. Just outside of Austin, actually. Cool. And I'd been there several times, like right out of college. And then I just haven't been back for, since probably 2012 or so, 2013, something like that. And yeah. I just always, I'm like, man, when am I going to get back there? But now that we're all, you know, stuck in our homes and such, it's like, you know, I couldn't wait any longer to have you on, man. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I also mentioned to you that I was trying to make it out to LA. Yeah. That's right. And, um, uh, well, I, you know, I was planning on it this summer and with my bandmates and we wanted to do a little, a little tour thing and hit you up, but not no more. <laughs> yeah, not anymore, man. That's yeah, that sucks, dude. Were you were you thinking about doing a summer thing or? Yeah, I wanted to do something in uh, June. Um, I wanted to go up and play Chicago again. Oh yeah. And, um, uh, Dallas. Uh, I got some friends in Dallas, and just kind of make it a little go up there, and then and then go out to LA. A couple things out there. Yeah. I was too. That's cool. And yours was one of them. It'd be you know awesome to to meet and hang out. Dude, totally. That's been so long. I think the last time I saw you in person was in uh, in DeKalb, Illinois, right? <laughs> right? When you were at Northern Illinois University. Um, yeah. You went there for a while after IU, and I, because that's, so that would have been at least 2011, I think, or 2000, yeah, probably 2011. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so that's the, I think that's the last time I saw you in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at a rager party. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know what? Um, but with you, it doesn't feel like so long ago. I feel like I've stayed connected with you, you know, pretty oh. well throughout these years. So yeah, man. And you were one of the first people I met at IU too, and our connection was so strong. Yeah, it's like boom, boom, friendship. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. That's the, I think that's that's also it's. I think part of that is I will attribute that to the drummer hang when you meet a true fellow drummer. You know. Uh, sure. the less competition there is like the more true drummer you know they are <laughs> the drum fam we're all in the drum fam exactly man. if you're not you're not <laughs> mountain my fellow mentor he he uh, just retired and i saw we both made appearances on his uh thank you video that there that was cool yeah that was really fun it was good to see everyone and meet i guess kind of meet people digitally but yeah, and it was like a, it's like 35 minutes and it's just a private, I, I also like uh, the guy that put it together. He, it, it just made it unlisted. So it's just like a secret drum gem. Yeah. We'll never, never know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Steve Howden is totally deserving. I'm, I'm glad uh, to be a part of something where everybody, you know, really takes, uh, takes care of, you know, of uh, their mentors and, and their passion for, for drumming. So it just it meant a lot, you know? Yeah, man. Well, so I have plenty of questions and plenty of things to get to with you in this interview. However, the first question I give to everybody is always the same. And this typically works better because people are in my studio face to face, but everybody gets the same first question. It's always, Hey, who are you? And what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) I, you know what? I'm just a white kid from Illinois, from Chicago. And I think I was, sent here to um to transmit you know harmonious power through music to to people yeah and, 
<laughs> just jam out, rock out. <laughs> I love that, dude. Well, I want to hear all about that. Uh, but so, I think that's the perfect segue into sharing a track. Um, uh, because that, that is what you are. You're, you're a music man. And uh, you, play, you play, are you now playing every instrument? See, every video I see you, you're playing piano or playing guitar, or bass, and singing. And like, you're just one of those guys now, just do everything. I wouldn't say I do everything. I would say I specialize in a couple areas. Um, drum set being the main one. Yes, I love playing guitar, electric guitar, and acoustic and nylon string guitar is kind of where I started. And I just kind of picked that up out of fun and never thought I was any good because I play it left-handed upside down. So that yeah. was like, a, you know, a limit kind of at first. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to me. I'm not trying to be the best. And then I saw guys like um, Eric Gales and, well, Albert King, obviously. They play upside down lefty like that. So that really inspired me. Um, and just meeting, uh, you know, my friends that played guitar exceptionally well, I, you know, took it as like kind of studying with them. I picked apart what they did. And while I was at Northern Illinois University, I got to take jazz improv class with Farid Hawk, who's oh. just a monster, monster guitar player. Yes. Uh, he's, he's, he's been on the road with uh, Billy Cobb in these days. And so I really, really absorbed what, what he was teaching. And I don't consider myself, you know, a good guitarist, but it suits my songs, suits my songwriting. So I would say I'm more of a, a, so a drummer songwriter. Yeah. You know, man, that's great. That's cool. It's just, it's, I, I love seeing, like as as we all get older and like age up in this industry and stuff it's cool and i see people just doing all kinds of different shit getting their hands dirty in all kinds of different ways and you're yeah. producing too right yeah i'm producing you know i've kind of just been teaching myself how to mix and how to um use audio tools uh so that's a growing process for me too i guess my stuff is kind of more has a more DIY underground aesthetic because of that. Yeah. But I think that's kind of cool. I use that to my advantage. I want it to be different. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, if it, and that's, and nowadays that's, that's actually, you know, becoming one of the most popular things. Is this like a Fiona Apple's new album just came out and she did. Did you listen to that? You know what? I haven't listened to that yet, but that is on my, that is on my very high to do list. I listened to Thundercats whole album. Oh, hell yeah. That's also badass as hell. Yeah. Fiona I like for some reason, I, I knew you were going to mention uh, listening, and oh yeah, <laughs> like damn, I haven't listened to the Fiona Apple yet, but <laughs> I, I'm going, I'm going to listen to every second of it. Yeah, I actually thought about you when I in listening to it because it just it sounds kind of similar to some of the projects I've heard on, and like your style of like it's a drummer's album for sure. And, yeah, and badass. Like I think you'll really enjoy it. And you know what? I I um, thank you. I appreciate that. I was researching. I was reading about Matt Chamberlain who played on criminal. I don't know. I think he played on some of this record, but played on man, Matt Chamberlain, what a beast. Man. His list of records has been on. is insane. He's just a monster. Insane, man. Yeah. But yeah, you'll love that. Well, so let's enough talking about Fiona Apple. I'm a huge fan of her, but we're here to talk about you. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> let's play let me a new track. So actually you were like, so we did an episode. I couldn't find, I can't find the number of the uh, very quickly. Um, but you did an episode, like I said, at the top of the show where you called in and we just did a short little interview because you had that new album, Lo-Fi Sofa come out. Um, mm -hmm. and I love that album and we played a couple of tracks. So if, if, uh, if you want to go back in the archive listeners and check out some of that stuff, but we're just gonna play one track, um, 
that Matt has come out with. You just released this song, and it's and it's from an album that's coming out soon, right? Yes. Yeah, this is the, the first tune off an upcoming album. It's the first album that I've made at this studio. Uh, the place is called Studio 1916, and uh, I'm in residency here. So this song is called Magic, and it is the radio cut of the first tune from from this upcoming record, which I'm really excited about. Badass. All right, well, then here we go with Matt Judson's Magic. Listen here, let me your ear. It was here, it was there, it was everywhere around. It was in the sky, it was on the ground, almost there, insincere. True to dare when I moved here, not that far. It was in my car beneath the parking lot. Thank you for sharing um, some wonderful music here on the Ryan at Super Strong podcast. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah, thanks. So when when's that album coming out? Did you mention that already, or did you? Or am I just dumb? No, it doesn't have a it doesn't have a release date. I'm kind of taking my time on it. I've actually been working on it since uh, about November 2018, slowly chipping away at it. Yeah. Um, but it's I would say it's over 50 percent done. Um, and there's the slowest thing for me is kind of, um, finishing the lyrics 
like, you know, they kind of come, I don't, I, I try not to rush them, Yeah. but they keep coming slowly, you know, one at a time kind of, and I just keep knocking it out and I'm doing other projects amongst this. So it's not the only thing I'm focusing on. That's awesome, man. But yeah, when I, tra- when I, I, whenever I do like writing and arranging and producing and for any artist and stuff and they ask me to do anything with lyrics, I can't, I just can't. I can't, I can't yeah. anything with lyrics at all so it makes me feel that knowing that that's like the slowest part of the process for you <laughs> yeah and you know what but like sometimes the pressure really helps like actually this song magic originally i only had two verses in it and then um my buddy was like uh kind of needs like a third verse yeah and you know the chorus out and i was like oh okay so i i went back in and i just like um I took a th- I started with a theme. So uh, the first verse starts with the letter L. The second verse starts with the letter L. And the third verse, I was like, well, I got to start with the letter L. Yeah. And uh, then I just kind of went from there. Nice. I just kinda popped it out, made it happen. That's really cool. I like that. Like on the Lo-Fi Sofa, you did some like singing and some like rapping and some kind of talk singing. You did all kinds of different technique stuff, which is cool. You're just kind of lending yourself whatever, like, like whatever suits the song, like you said earlier, which I really love. Yeah, I'm trying to fit where my trying to find like where my voice fits in. Trying to find the register and the style. That's tricky too. Have you ever taken like any voice lessons or anything like that? I haven't, you know, and I really, really want to. I really want to, and I need to. Um, But I did like maybe a little choir, and I never was really like loud as a kid singing, you know, and and all that. I was more just kind of introspective and thinking about stuff, which is why I like drums and instruments. But um, I, I think of the voice as another instrument. Of course. Probably the most challenging. That's interesting. So I'm noticing, you know, in this quarantine times, you look very clean cut, clean shaved. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm doing the exact opposite. My hair is longer than ever. and I have a full beard now. <laughs> Just stop shaving or cleaning myself. <laughs> oh, and I, I go in and out. Um, even before quarantine, I... I, you know, I get scruffy and yeah. stuff myself, go. but then, but then I, you know, I have to clean up for, for certain things and for work and stuff like that. And, uh, but actually, uh, trim my own hair recently. Nice. It looks great. Yeah. It looks like I, that's, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just like pulling mine back. Basically. I just like fully just like going through it with my hands, but cause I just, I'm like, I don't want to cut it. I'm too scared to have any. I always used to just let it go and I'd just get all, all greasy. I can't do that anymore though. <laughs> Why not? What happened? What changed? What was the change? Uh, I don't know. I just, I, um, I don't, I don't like it being all, being all in my face anymore. It's like, you know, yeah, it's just more, more maintenance. <laughs> I don't really need, but yeah, I get that dude. Dude, it's getting older. I think you like short, short hair. Yeah. So I was going to ask, I mean, it's, uh, do you feel like you feel like, I mean, you've always been a free spirited man in my opinion. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Uh, no. Not entirely, I would say. No, oh, not entirely. I'm, you're not a free-spirited man. Or I mean, yeah, yes, um, yeah, I, I definitely am. Yeah, I right. like to travel, and I, you know, yeah, I like to be free for sure. Yeah. As you've gotten older, what 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 are some things that have changed since the college days when I knew Matt Judson? You know, I I remember big sweater wearing. You know, big. You had like the poncho style shirt. You know, or jacket. Oh. You know, yeah. I've um, definitely abandoned lots of um, hippie behavior, like ponchos. Uh, so I, I saw some big, comfy sweaters, though, like uh, 
just a different style. I think just stylistically. Um, Austin's hot, though. It's hard to wear. Yeah, that's true. What's winter like in Austin? Is it snowing ever? It snowed like once, and um, it just rains. It gets cold. It gets kind of cold. It'll get down to just barely 32, so yeah. I think it snowed once. But, uh, no, it's funny. Like, uh, when I first moved here, you know, it's super hot, but you still just – or I would still just roll around with, like, black pants and black T-shirt. Yeah. Just it's right. just like uh, – the rock and roll vibe anyways but <laughs> i do that too and uh, laurie's always going like aren't you bo- like boiling hot you know i'm like no <laughs> wearing black pants and black shirt it's just like walking around <laughs> that's not, I'm the same thing what brought you to austin i never i don't think i've ever talked to you about that because i knew you know we met obviously at iu and then you went to niu for school uh after that and uh and then um you moved straight down to austin and then you're you've been there ever since right yeah, so, well, I uh, graduated college in 2012, and then I actually did a cruise ship contract oh. as the drummer for six months, and then I went back to Chicago and uh, got back together with my buddies, my bandmates, and they were um, they were living at a musician's hostel in Chicago, gotcha. and uh, the people in that hostel wanted to expand and move down to Austin because it was kind of a good market for something like that which it was i've met a lot of people so we we all just um moved down here in uh the end of 2013 and started another um hostile property yeah and it's yeah it just brought uh brought a lot of artists and musicians um alike together give you know airbnb kind of place to stay cultural um kind of figure finding your way in the city that's awesome man that's really cool so that does it does it, do you feel home in austin have you made it like your home now by now um yeah i do i feel at home at uh this studio 1916 um which is kind of uh outside of the city of austin but it reminds me of a little town that i grew up in when i was really young kind of like outside of a a city a little bit not like a suburb just like this, this weird little town but um yeah i mean austin has definitely been very welcoming and i've uh even before moving here i had a job interview with the university to uh play drums for the dance department so i kind of already felt a part of the uh entire austin music community before i got here which i think was huge and I mean, everyone's just been really, really cool. Yeah, when you can move somewhere with a connection. That's what I did here in LA, too. It was like I had some work set up before I even got here, and it just helped that segue. I felt like I belonged somewhere, like, right away. Which yeah. Which is, I think that's huge. Uh-huh, yeah. How's this quarantine been affecting you, man? Are, like, Because are, are, you, are you just at home, and you're just going from home to studio now, basically? and just Yeah, no, actually, I live at the studio. This, um, oh. Yeah. Uh, it's it's big enough. Um, yeah, it looks like a big so it's really nice. This is the this is the live room. Yeah, um, this is the biggest room, obviously. But um, it's been cool. You know, I have just been spending a lot of time alone, writing and um, practicing um, and teaching lessons. I teach lessons online now. We uh, the place that I 
taught at, we've transitioned to online lessons and I've been, um, I've been, you know, I'm really close to launching, uh, my educational program that I have been working on for a long time. But, uh, you know, a while back I decided to call it the percussive approach. So it's, you know, it's drum lessons from me or it's, you know, beginner piano lessons or it's, uh, music production lessons, um, which, you know, will help, you know, if people want to, uh, learn how to kind of produce their own music, um, starting kind of on the drums, it's it's kind of meant for those, um, students like, like that are interested in, you know, producing music, but also really love drums. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been, uh, you know, I'm about to launch that and just, you know, kind of been um, figuring out the whole online lesson. What's that, what's that format going to be like? Is that like a website where you can see, like you subscribe to and can see the videos kind of thing or what's the. Uh, yeah, I'm going to upload uh, videos um, just on YouTube and social media. And, um, you know, right now uh, I just have a few little clips of some cool things. I don't really have any lesson videos yet, but I, I hope to, I hope to have a whole um, a program and then also a, a book is a dream of mine too. Oh yeah. Obviously like, like Houghton and it's, um, it's obviously more of a drum book, but kind of just branches off into percussion and just musicality in general. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to, it's just hard to, to figure out how to boil all the information down. I've just been jotting notes and, um, but really it's all based around the, the one-on-one lessons, you know, and it's really hard when you can't be one-on-one with someone in, in person, um, to really study something like the drums yeah. and percussion. So it's been kind of weird. Um, uh, and I want to have, you know, online. So the lessons are, you know, uh, the curriculum is, is going to be formulated around ind- people individually, you know, everyone's yeah. at a different level. So when I sit with a student, I, uh, you know, I figure out where they're at and I figure out what, I think the next best step with them for them would be. Um, and it's kind of harder to do that online. So, uh, eventually I'll probably just make some, you know, basic lesson videos. Here's this, yeah. here's this. And then as people are kind of going to be shooting me, Hey, you should, you know, do this, or I'm wondering about this. I'll probably just kind of go from there. Yeah. That's cool. man. I like that you're thinking about like in, in writing your own book, you're thinking about like kind of totally different ideas it's like when somebody wants to know technique or exercises or drum set ideas or how to like comp, uh, you know, and swing style, it's like all that stuff's been written and like those books, right. that stuff doesn't go bad. Like, you know, and the, yeah. The first thing I've, the main thing is the bibliography, you know, like, yeah. like I'm just building a badass bibliography and then you kind of got to build off of that. Yeah. That's cool, man. So, I want to make it something unique and you know? of approach and like you know, approaching all kinds of musical elements as a drummer. You know, I think that's really cool because that's mm-hmm. nowadays with everything happening at home, you know, I mean, not even to speak of quarantine, but just like, like everybody's producing at home even before yeah. quarantine. So it's like, yeah. Beat making and yeah, sampling and stuff. Yeah. I like that a lot. Have you always been a hairy chested man? Um, no, I haven't. Very chest, yeah. you know, and the listeners can't see that, but I'm getting a good view, you know. Nice. I uh, I'm proud of it. 
<laughs> you should be. I'm jealous. I, I've always been a smooth chested man. And I, it's like no shaving needed or anything. I've just been a smooth man. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> I, got it. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go back now that I got it, though. <laughs> no, it's dope. I mean, I'm, I am jealous of that. I, uh, I think, you know, I think it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a manly thing. You know, what do you think of being a man? You feel, you feel like you're a man now? Um, not quite. I'll probably, I'll probably feel like a man when I have a kid. Okay. Kid, yeah. yeah. I was wondering, like, well, yeah, everybody has different elements. I think that where you feel more. Yeah. Drunk. I mean, as far as life goes. Yeah. But, um, when you feed your family yeah. from hunting, you're on your own. That's when I really feel like a true man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like when I sit behind the drum kit, I feel like I'm a man, and I feel like I, um, I feel like I can explain myself about anything you know um, musical about the drum set, and I'm sure there's still much more to learn. But I, um, I've just you know been playing for so long and played enough shows to where I feel very comfortable behind it and um so but then on the guitar i feel like a little kid still i still feel like i was i'm 15 is when i first picked up the guitar so i still feel like the rush and the challenge of that um but i feel like my my drumming is is quite mature at this point i'm 32 now so um i've always felt like i I would do good in my thirties, you know? Yeah. What do you feel about friendship now? Has friendship changed for you since like college days or like childhood? What's your outlook on friends now? Like what's it like? Um, does that make sense? I, I don't know. I'm always open to, to meeting people and talking and, and just kind of letting the chemistry take its course, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like, um, you know, when you're younger, sometimes you force things, um, like friendships or some relationships and, uh, because you're eager to, to have relationships, you're eager to, you know, grow, grow as your own person and see other people grow. But, um, really the, the, the chemistry is such a weird thing. It's the, you know, the variable that we don't control how two people might interact. And, um, and so, I mean, I've never been one to like start fights really or anything, but, um, but I, I'm definitely more, uh, maybe not passive, but, uh, you know, just kind of let it be and see. See what happens, but do you hate anybody? <laughs> um, uh, only myself sometimes, I think, probably. <laughs> I get that. I'm comfortable with that feeling. <laughs> Not you, but myself <laughs> as well. <laughs> right on, man. I think about I just think about that stuff too. Because you know, we all change over time. You change and you, and you get more comfortable and you say, Yeah, like I think what you said, like kind of uh you stop trying to please others. You, you know, like you're just like, Hey man, I'm just kind of doing my own thing. If you want to like get into that, that's cool. But I'm not going to like go way out of my way to, you yeah. know, no, I don't, I don't hate anybody. It's, I think maybe, you know, you get older and even just the, the contrary happens. Like maybe, uh, 
when someone's younger, they're bullying someone or, or something and they're yeah. treating them really mean, but really deep down, they really like them. Yeah. You know, you have a worst enemy now. Um, who's the super villain in your comic book? You know what I mean? Man, uh, super villain in my comic book is just the, um, the, the, I'm thinking about like, um, it's the it's the demon of melody. I would say Ooh. I'm trying to come up with melodies, you know, and yeah. and because I'm I've been singing, trying to sing and play guitar more. Um, the melodic structures are challenging for me, so um, I would say me and melody are kind of duking it out. <laughs> yeah, what's your so if we're gonna talk about. Um, super villains and stuff. What then? What do you think your superpower is then? I'm a superpower. Your super villain is Melody. Well, that's actually really interesting because um, my superpower, I think, would be like melodic drumming. Because on the drums, I've always been kind of like a really like colorful yeah. drummer. Yeah, um, and I've had to yeah, I've had to figure out the like the rigid time. Mm-hmm. Uh, more later in my career but so it's kind of weird actually like thinking you're really melodic on the drums and then going to an actual melodic instrument mm-hmm. and being like yeah okay never mind <laughs> and har- harmony too harmony is even crazier so yeah dude. yeah man that makes a lot of sense have you um when you're when you're playing with musicians like when you said you had to learn rigid time what's that experience yeah. did, or did you ever try were you trying to be colorful on a gig and they're like can you just play pocket or whatever <laughs> like, or what was yeah 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 it's just like situations where you're just like man you know i should have done this differently or or whatever and it goes both ways sometimes you you do something you didn't really think of but people loved it and sometimes you you know tried too hard and and didn't really do what people were expecting yep um but yeah it really just comes down to uh just holding that tempo but also trying to play interesting ideas yeah uh, when you're playing with other people obviously it's like if you if you kind of let the groove slip just a little bit it throws everything off yeah yeah that makes loss yeah that's that's a that's a big thing i think when you i quickly realize like what you're getting paid <clears throat> what you're getting paid for when you work with like a singer songwriter that's hyper specific about what they want, <laughs> you know, cause they, yeah. every musician is like, I'm just going to add my creative, you know, voice now. And then people are like, no, no, you're not. You're going to do exactly this. And you're like, Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I keep on turning these answers. I keep turning these answers into musical things, but no, yeah, of course <laughs> that's the goal. Well, okay, so, you know, plenty more. I've, I, it's time for segments and games. Are you ready for some of that? Yeah. Okay. The first segment we're going to go into is a little something called the compliment corner. <laughs> the beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called the compliment corner. In the yeah. call corner, what happens is it gives me and my guest an opportunity to just kind of sit back, relax, and just kind of pretend that, that the world's not such a dark and gloomy place, especially right now during these uh, quarantined times. Uh, and it, it just gives us an opportunity to hang out. I'm going to look you in the eye, 
uh, via Zoom and to give you a compliment that I mean, you'll flip it on me, give me a compliment that you mean, and we're both going to walk out of here, you know, one compliment heavier at the end of the day. How does that sound? Great. Okay, sweet. I've right. already got mine ready, man. <laughs> too, too. I've been thinking about it. Um, all right, so here's my comment for you, man. Um, I, when I met you, like you said, we were like instantly friends. It was a cool hang. And, uh, but the, the thing that I admired about you from minute one and, and then have continued to admire as I've watched you throughout social media and like the times that we've talked and then hearing your albums and stuff is I just, I've always admired how tr- not only truly unique you are, um, but how like you have, there's, I'm trying to find the right word. I, I want to say like, you have no shame about it or no like question about it. Like, like you do, you're so, it's very confident in like, in who you are, which I think when, uh, when co- in college, you know, everyone's trying so hard to fit the mold and do the appropriate steps and jump through the hurdles and wear the right khaki pants and not, you know, whatever, like, you know, do all the right things and meeting you, I was just like, this guy figured it out for himself. Like, I just felt really like you had already, you know, like you were leaps and bounds ahead of so many people there when I was, when I was there and just meeting you and going like, man, he's just this free spirited guy's already figured you know out who he is to some level that I'm just, I couldn't, I couldn't even tap into at that age. And then, and then, and then coming up watching, I'm just like, man, he's just, he's just been this unique cat forever. And I think it's really, and I, I, I even, I even like, I'm careful using the word unique because it makes it sound like eccentric or something like that. <laughs> but it's like, I just mean like, you know, you're, you're just you, you know, and you've been that ever since I've known you. And I think that's so, I think it's really, really admirable. Oh man. Thank you so much, man. Um, you know, I, uh, I really appreciate that. And, um, I mean that, that kind of sensation for me, uh, you know, comes, I would say at the, at the hand of humility and, um, and uncertainty, you know, uh, cause yeah, I like, I like to smile, you know, but I'm, uh, there's certainly a lot of times where I'm very unsure about things or how things went and uh, points in my life that I've experienced, you know, a lot of humility and you just get, get past it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's, uh, there's no reason to be putting energy into um, things you don't want to be putting energy into. Yeah. totally. Uh, Like negativity and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate that. Of course, man. I mean it. It's true. That's been my vibe for you ever since I met you. Yeah. Well, I would say the same with you, man. Um, obviously right when I met you, um, our chemistry just like hit it off. And, uh, I think just right away we were smiling and we connected on things uh, that we were both super into. So I think you exude, uh, kind of this, um, this very bright, warm energy. And, um, I think people that are, that are open to that are just, just drawn to it. Um, and, uh, you, you just get me smiling. I think I, you know, this whole interview, like when you start talking, I'm just like smiling here. And I think that's just how it was. Like, even when I first met you, man, um, and so, and I think that comes through in your music too. Um, when I was watching you play and when I still watch you play, you just like, you have fun and yeah. you're smiling and you're connecting with people and you know, you like to look them in the eyes and really, um, appreciate people. 
And, uh, and for me, sometimes when I'm playing drums, I'll, you know, throw my brow and just like look off to the side and be really serious. Um, and, and, uh, nowadays I'm trying to just, um, you know, be serious about playing, but, but also just look up and just be, be aware, be attentive. And yeah, we're all just here to, to enjoy, enjoy things, enjoy each other. Yeah, man. I really appreciate that. I like what you said just even just now, like looking up. Um, I think, I think a lot about that with myself, uh, like internally because I, cause you're right. Like when I'm playing, I'm really, I I'm really trying to enjoy the room and like also get a reading of the room and like, where am I playing and who's watching and who, like, are, who are we playing for and trying to entertain or like at the, like the greater service of like what you're doing. Um, and I feel like I can tap into that so easily behind the drums, you know? And, but internally, like in my own personal life and stuff, I, I do the, I do the opposite thing where like I'm down, my head's down and I'm serious. Like, you know, and like, I'll, if like I'm dealing with like a personal issue or like a therapy type thing, or like I get really like walled off and blocked out and like completely, you know? And so I, I want to do that, like flip that for myself sometimes where I'm like, why can't I do that? It just in my day to day, like, you know, when I'm trying to grow, um, yeah. so easy for me to connect with people when I'm behind the drums. It's like a nice little barrier or something, I guess. It gives me like more confidence about it. But <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that. For sure, man. I feel better. You feel good? Yeah. That okay. was a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's been the compliment corner. <laughs> All right. The next segment we're going to do is called Learning by Listing Rapid Fire. So in this segment, what's going to happen is um, I'm going to give you a topic and then I'll give you 20 seconds on the clock. So I will pull out my phone so I can time you. Um, I'll give you 20 seconds on the clock to list as much about that topic as you can. And there's no right. It doesn't have to be right. It's more like a Rorschach test. So just kind of test how's, you know, where does your brain go? How do you think and deal with pressure? You know, this is for the listener to really get to know how you deal with high pressured situations like this. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Well, I've been uh, I've been working on my working on my one take uh, drum set one takes for a while, so hopefully it goes all right. <laughs> okay. Well, we've been talking a lot about drums and all these things, so I'll start with kind of a drummy related question. We'll see where you go with this. This question is I'll give you I'll give you the topic, and then I will tell you to go. Cool. All right. Here we go. Things that you can do in a practice room besides practicing. Go. Uh, research. Um, dreaming. Mm. Uh, depends on what's in that practice room. Um, but you can do ma- in- instrument maintenance. You can, you know, kind of learn your instrument more. Uh, take it apart, whatever you need to. Uh, set it up. Tune it. Uh, Time's up. Ah, that's it. I was going to say reach out to people. <laughs> I like it. Those are some very responsible answers, Matt. And I think the listener learned a lot about what, you know, how, how seriously you take your practice time and what you would do in a practice room situation. My mind automatically went to like, eat a sandwich, take a nap, do some pushups, <laughs> eat a popsicle, <laughs> drink a beer. <laughs> I think all, all the inappropriate ways to use a practice room. Um, but you, in the practice room, yeah. but you gave a ton of actually really good advice for any young drummers that might be coming up where it's like, 
dude, which I love, especially, especially talking about like IU. Um, yeah. I, there was, I remember there were some students that I, I won't name by any name or so, but they'd be like, I was in there for eight hours yesterday, but I would have walked by and they would just, they, like, sometimes they literally be, be taking a nap or they'd be on their phone or like, they're just being in a practice room. Doesn't really <laughs> like mean you're practicing for eight hours. You know, it's uh, I was always be like, well, I, I was in the practice room for two, you know, two and a half hours or three hours something like that. Really practicing for that time. and like really focused. And yeah. I think more productive than the eight hours you spent in the practice room for no reason, you know, like, yeah, but you my, can uh, do so much. You're totally right. Yeah. My favorite practice room is probably the beach or the ocean actually, you know, um, yeah. because taking time off from practicing is actually, uh, extremely helpful. Uh, when you're trying to grow on an instrument, I remember I would take, uh, when I was younger, I went on a vacation for two weeks and I didn't play for two weeks and I came back and I was somehow able to play something before that I wasn't able to. Yeah. Um, and yet your, your muscles, your chops go down. But uh, for me, the whole time I was practicing mentally, you know, yeah. uh, and think about technique, you can think about ideas. And the best thing for me is honestly to just listen to the ocean waves crash in. It's like this chaos that is just beautiful. And, and from that chaos, you know, maybe uh, a few months later or a year later, um, an idea will pop into your head. Um, and, and there you have it. I love that, man. Yeah, I think that, I don't know. I mean, I'm, we're obviously biased, or I'm specifically, I'm, I'm definitely very biased when I think about drums um, being like like the most kind of physical and athletic of the of instruments, you know? And so yeah. so there's such a huge element to taking a long break and going into nature or do, like doing whatever helps you get Zen that whether that's bowling or, you know, whatever, like whatever it is that like helps you just go like get away from it. There's right. some kind of unpacking that your brain does. So when you come back, mm-hmm. like you can just do stuff that you couldn't do before. And like you said, if it's a two week break, you might not, you might have some weird chop issues that you got to get back up or something, but you might, you probably unlocked some serious, like, you know, uh, creative concepts or, you know, mm-hmm. Sure. That writing concepts and stuff during that time, which I think is really cool. But yeah, dude, you, you've, you've always been that way too. That's another thing I've admired about you in the past is like, like I've always said this too, of like, you have to practice your human side just as much as your instrument, you know, mm-hmm. and people often don't get that until they're older. And then they've lost a lot of that time to <laughs> really work on the human side, you know, and make yeah. those connections and stuff. But yeah, it's not I your I think Steve Howden was really good at, about that too. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's a really great human and he, he always, you know, put you first as a person and he was always down to just talk and hang, which cool. I think was really awesome. Uh, he, he advised the person, you know, not yeah. like media as a whole. It was like, you know, it was, it was, what do you, what are you going to do and what, what are your interests and stuff? And that actually that video that we took part in, that was such a huge theme throughout that was just like, man, like we ever, and if you look at that video and see all the drummers that came out of his studio for the last several years, it was just like, man, there's so many different players that everybody just sounds so different. That's very cool. But okay. You ready for round two? Okay. Here we go. This round topic is things that you're going to do after all these Corona regulations go. Um, Hopefully, play a show and go on a tour. Yeah. Um, and that's like all I want to do. I just want a tour. I want to play with my band. Um, I love traveling. Um, I'm going to see my family and 
uh, yeah, just travel and see my friends. Hopefully come see you. Yeah. Um, Time's up. That's all I really want to do is tour. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I, I, yeah, I really like that. I like, I'm missing, <clears throat> I didn't realize, obviously I think some of this is probably beating a dead horse for everyone, but you don't realize how many things you take for granted. And even like me, I'll speak for myself, just to, like being able to play drums for a living. Um, I often have to like shake myself and go like, dude, stop bitching about like your life or like your situation. You get to, you literally get to play drums for like, if you told little Ryan that, you know, he'd like, he'd, he wouldn't, you know, he'd freak out at the fact that you should like get to play drums for a living and just drive around LA playing drums for people, you know? Um, but I, but you know, as the, you know, we're, now I've been in quarantine for 61 days. Now I've been keeping track. Like I've been carving it into our wall. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's weird. It's like, it's, it's just, this, it's a weird feeling of like the friendships I'm missing and the people you know, where I'm like, man, I was tired of that steady gig where we play the same tunes or, you know, or whatever, but now I really miss those tunes or whatever. I'm just missing you know, so much. So I get that dude. What about like little fun? Th- what about foods? Are you missing f- certain foods or places that you like to haunt? Yes, for sure, man. Like I said, the beach for oh. one and just, yeah, all the food. Um, I mean, Austin has great food and I, I don't really venture. Uh, when I venture in to get food from somewhere, it'll be, it'll be very pinpoint specific. Um, but usually just groceries these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah. Food is huge. And the people, to enjoy the food with. Uh, And, uh, and there's a lot of places to go see shows too around Austin that'll have really good beers. They'll have really good uh, food and then they'll have really good music. And then all your friends are there hanging out and it's like triple whammy. Yeah. Yeah. Happening anymore, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've been craving and like, like for like the last month, I just want wings. (laughs) Like I just want, beer and wings so bad and it's not even something that i have that often but it's like mine just associates it with like hanging out with friends drinking beer like goofing around and eating wings together and so like for the last month like every day i wake up and uh, no i mean not like completely non-hyperbolically like i wake up in the morning and go like wings i want to go to like (laughs) i just want wings and friendship right now (laughs) it's my sad desire i really want to just go have wings somewhere but you know, it'll be bad. We'll, we'll all get back to that one. Too. But it's like you know, the worst food to go eat right now. Everyone share a bucket of <laughs> share a plate of wings, with your fingers, and <laughs> I know for sure. Yeah, it's not the best. Are you wearing a mask everywhere when you go out? Yeah, I uh, I found this kind of like construction mask, mm-hmm. which is feels like it's doing a little lot better. My grandmother made me. Uh, she stitched all of us a little a mask that is really uh, nice. It doesn't. It doesn't really uh, block things off as well, but um, one of those kind of like more to keep you from touching your face kind of things. Yeah, easier to easier to put on and off and stuff like that. So definitely, um, definitely still wearing a mat. The only place I go is maybe just the corner store, yeah, uh, or the grocery store. Um, but I have ordered groceries to avoid that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. We don't know what's going on. Uh, it's foolish to not wear a mask. It's also um, selfish to not wear a mask. Uh, it's also uh, inconsiderate to not wear a mask. <laughs> um, 
And I don't know, I'm lucky I'm kind of out here in the, in the desert of, you know, I feel for all my friends in LA and New York, and yeah. Chicago. Yeah, it's probably crazy. Yeah. yeah I feel cra- uh, that's a crazy element. And here, I, you know, I wear a mask everywhere I go. I have, I've said this on the podcast before, but I have made the decision. Like I'm not wearing a mask when I go on walks around my neighborhood, just like by myself. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, and I, I get eye rolls from people you know, sometimes and I'm just like, dude, I'm like, dude, just stay away from, I'm, I'm staying way more than six feet away from you. I'm staying like 10 feet, 20 feet away, like across the street. Like I'll get in the street. Like I am constantly avoiding people. Yeah. No, on walks, I don't wear one. Like, come on. I'm trying, especially cause like, that's how I've been trying to like get outside and get like, get my heart rate up and get working out a little bit. And I don't want to breathe through a you know, mask through that, you know, it's all hot. And yeah. so I made that decision to be like, I'm not going to wear a mask. Um, when I'm walking around the neighborhood, but I'm also, but I'm staying really far away from people, you know? Yeah. You gotta just stay away from people. And, um, and also I've been quarantined for over 60 days and I've, you know, I haven't seen any, like, I don't, I don't go out at all. And I, you know, it's like, and I haven't been sick the whole time. So I'm like, I've, you know, uh-huh. I don't even think I have been in contact with someone in order to get it, like <laughs> for me to carry it, you know, it's like, I've been just in this house, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. but I agree though. I've been, you know, I wear a mask if I go anywhere, like in a store or the corner store or anything like that, you know, but it's a weird yeah. time, dude. This is a weird time. Yeah. The, uh, the store, they have someone sitting at the door with a sanitizer spray bottle. Everyone has to sanitize before they go in. That's cool. And I'll just, I'll just go get drinks and snacks or whatever. Just kind yeah. of stock. What's uh, your main quarantine snack? Dude. Uh, okay. Like, well, uh, what, <laughs> what, what genre of snack? Okay. I'll go fruit snacks. I found these sour gushers Ooh. and they are so good, man, but they're very unhealthy, <laughs> but they are so good. Yeah. Um, I but love if we're talking healthy, um, I like, uh, cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's this good cheese. The only grocery store I'll go to is this place called central market. It has, uh, like kind of nicer stuff. They have like nice cheeses. Yeah. Imported. There's this cheese that I like from, from Norway and there's this cheese that I like from France mm-hmm. and then just like some really nice crackers. Mm. Yeah. We've been, we had like we, our cheese intake has gone way up during this period of time. <laughs> Such a good snack and it's just, yeah, it's delicious and yeah, it makes you feel happy. <laughs> like just eating cheese makes everything better. <laughs> It's good. It's a good, it's a good, got some fats in there. So you're a savor, a sour man. I like that. Are you a chocolate man? Oh yeah, for sure. I got these actually, you know what? I found these Biscoff cookies, but on the bottom they have Belgian chocolate. Ooh, I haven't seen those before. Yeah. I love those Biscoffs though. Cause I thought that I thought the Biscoffs you could only get like in airplanes when you're on a flight, (laughs) you know, and then I it's started from market. I found them, man. Holy shit. Hell yeah. Biscoffs. That's a good cookie. All right, man. Well, that's been learning by listing. Rapid fire. We have one more game. This one is called get your dang butt out of my face. When you get involved by the human race, what you gonna say? Get your dang butt out of my face. This game is an airing of grievances game. You know, it's basically gives you and me a chance to talk about something that's been pissing us off, making us mad, irking our chain, whatever. Uh, it will be able to talk about, you know, that thing that's been bothering us and tell it to figuratively 
get its dang butt out of your face. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, do you have something already going, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I think I do. Um, I think a lot of Americans do. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, And I mean, right now there's uh, lots of things that people can be irked about. Yep. um, Whether we can control it or not. Um, And the uncontrollable things obviously being like that of the virus. Um, Controllable things is how people react, how our government reacts. Um, and it's, it's just been, uh, kind of sad, uh, watching how Americans and, you know, certain people are reacting to this and, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. What's something specific about that, that you can tell to get your dang, get its dang butt out of your face. You know what I mean? Is it the people's reactions? Is it the government being slow and shitty? Is it the, you know, what is it that's most irking your chain? Um, just probably people who spread misinformation or that, uh, just say things that aren't, um, you know, really carefully thought out. Uh, I think the president is a great example of, uh, someone who's in a position of power that is not, uh, doing their job with very much integrity. Uh Um, I think, uh, he could just say things with a little more diplomacy. Um, and I don't really know specific people, but, uh, or, you know, or know that much about, about, uh, news programs or anything like that. But it seems like every time you get on the social media, it's just like the craziest thing. And, you know, it's up to, you don't have to scroll through social media. You can, you don't have to do that. You can stop. (laughs) Um, but it's just crazy, man. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna join you on this because this is kind of my 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 specific thing that I was gonna get into is news, and so so I'll talk about that. And I think we'll just do this together. Um, my my problem is with news because I, because not only the spread of misinformation but also the idea like the 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 horrible use of drama and hysteria in order to make people freak out rather than, you know, just reporting some information, not all of it, you know, and, and then it's just been, it's been bad ever since it started. And also it, it, the, the effect that it has on people because of that, you know, it's like I, I'm typically extremely informed. I love reading the news and like listening to the daily every day and like watching things that, I, that are reputable. And um, I tend to be really informed, but during this time of quarantine, it's, I found it to be extremely uh, anxiety <laughs> causing, you know, and, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a really hard for me to want to stay informed. And then I go back and forth. Like, should I, should I read? Should I not? Should I stay informed? Then I, I if I don't read for a couple of days and I freak out that I don't know enough, like, you know, and so it's just been a bad bane in our, you know, in our society right now when it should be the thing that really helps us stay in the loop and stay together as a community, you know, a global community, but it's just having the opposite effect, you know? Yeah, I think probably right. The anxiety gets um, gets crazy, and then even just seeing certain words is just like puts puts ideas in your head already, and it's just like it's overwhelming. Yeah, I agree, man. So I think what we'll do is I think on the count of three, what we should do is is tell news and misinformation to get this thing butt out of our face. Does that make sense? All right, here we go. One, two, three. Get your dang butt out of my face. Fucking news. (laughs)
<laughs> Garbage. <laughs> I feel better getting that off my chest. <laughs> yeah. This has been such a crazy time, dude. You know, and it's like, uh, I've said this on every Zoom Corona Files episode I've done so far. Um, but it's like, because normally I try to keep it, you know, pretty non-topical um, uh, so that you can listen to these forever. But the thing is with this time is it's just, it's going to be like a time capsule of what we are all going through. It's impossible not to mention this, but you know, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm grateful for these zoom episodes because it's giving me the opportunity to have guests like you on my show who I normally have to wait until you come to LA or I come to Austin or whatever. And then it becomes years that we don't have it happen, you know? So it's like, it's been kind of a cool opportunity to be like, Hey, let me get this person on. I've been wanting to have on forever and stuff, but, but there is a ton of just weirdness to it too. It's just a really weird time, man. Um, well, Hey man, we're coming to the end of the show, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind I just have a, a couple of final questions for you. You know, the, the name of the show is Ryan is super strong, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my last question that I have for everybody is simply, Hey, are you super strong? <laughs> uh, I, I can be super strong when, uh, when the time calls for it, yes. Probably uh, not so much like physically. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty well built, but I'm kind of scrawny, you know? Yeah. Uh, my, my mental fortitude is probably. There's of, of strength, whether it be physical or mental or emotional. Or there's so much strength to be had. Yeah. So, what, so what's some advice you could give to the listeners that are relating to you um, to serve as kind of a mantra until next week's guest comes on with some advice? You know, what's some advice you could give to be as super strong as a Matt Judson? Uh, let's see just do it yeah just do it um, if there's something you know you need to do um, and uh, there's an outcome that you know needs to be had uh, you know you have to you have to have won that that battle already yeah and then you just need to discover um you know why you won that battle uh and with the whole michael jordan um the last dance coming out and i mean that's nike's slogan just do it and yeah it's easy to say just do it you know sometimes it doesn't really help um uh but i think a lot of just uh just prepare you know preparation um Preparation is huge, uh, whether you're a student, whether you're an athlete, a uh, musician, um, a lot of, a lot of um, the best productions or the best things creative, created uh, have, you know, how much can you put into pre-production? That's probably going to prove how good your, your uh, post-production turns out. Yep. Um, so just being prepared, um, actually doing your work in the practice room, yeah, <laughs> uh, and staying up till 4 a.m. Yeah, you know, like Michael Jordan did, and Kobe Bryant, and um, and all them kind of thing too, and just you know, just not fucking around on yourself, not letting yourself be your biggest arch nemesis. Although it does give you a little push, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be prepared. Yeah, I like all that, man. That's all yeah. helpful. It's yeah, it's a weird. It's I I really like you mentioned that last dance thing. I haven't watched it yet, so that's gonna, yeah. 
that's gonna be my thing that i gotta i gotta get on that because i've been i've been really wanting to watch all that i've been hearing a lot about it and people are so inspired by it right now so i need to get on that but i like that just do it hey man nike is right you know nike's been right about that for a long time and actually it's it's funny uh the I, I've, I've mentioned this before on the show throughout the years that I've done this, but like I, sometimes I feel like uh, I, I get into these periods where people are giving either similar advice or advice that I need personally, like right then for some reason. And I, and I think I needed to hear that today. There's some stuff I need to get done like in personal, you know, personal things that I'm working on and things like that, where oh, it's yeah. like, I have an outcome that I want and I, and I know is the right thing. And I, but I, I know that the steps to get there are kind of annoying or difficult or a hard conversation or, you know, but I just need to do that. It's easier to just rip the bandaid off and get it, you know? So yeah, there's stuff we all need to hear for sure. Um, yeah. I feel you on that. I like that advice. I think I needed that too today. Um, yeah. all right, man. Well then uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, the last thing I do thank with my you. guests, you know, is plugs, you know, so where can people follow you on social media where, you know, YouTube videos, albums they can buy all that kind of shit. Cool. Yeah. My social, all my social media handles are math Judson, M A T H J U D S O N. Uh, I guess I'm most active on, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Um, and my website is also mathjudson.com. I'm putting lots of good stuff up there. Uh, I, I'll be posting, um, Lots, lots and lots of content for the percussive approach, uh, coming up here soon, which is, which will all be based around my website. Um, and, and then I guess, uh, wherever you listen to music, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, just search Math Judson. It's all, it's all kind of tied together with that name. Your so. album Lo-Fi Sofa is awesome. I really, really enjoyed listening to that when it came out and, uh, and, and you have a new album coming out soon with the featuring magic, which we played earlier. And you said you did a live performance on YouTube as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did a live performance. Um, we ended up putting out three songs, uh, two of which are brand new songs off the upcoming record, which will be put out soon. And one song is from a record that I put out last year. Um, so that's on my YouTube channel. It's just Math Judson. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I hope everybody goes and checks all that shit out. Um, I always take this moment to plug Chad Coleman, who did the art for the show. Chris Hackman, who helped me with the intro and outro music for this show. The Instagram is Ryan is super strong. The Twitter is at super strong Ryan. And most of all, what I always ask all my listeners to do is if you have not already done this and you enjoyed the show, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and leave a review for this show. When you do that, the, uh, the, the episodes grow and the algorithms and, every, and, the, and more and more listeners listen all around the world. We've had listeners in Mexico City and Canada and Turkey and uh, Istanbul, uh, the same thing, and uh, <laughs> China, and Indonesia, and all these crazy places. It's, uh, it's amazing that people are listening all over the world. Uh, and uh, when that happens, more and more people get to hear my badass friends like Matt Judson here. So please do write and review the show. I uh, really appreciate it when you guys help the show grow. And uh, before I wrap up, I will just say again one more time, thank you, Matt, so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you, Ryan, and thank all you guys for checking it out. Yeah. I hope that uh, I, I really look forward to when this is all over and you do get a chance to come to LA or I do get back to, you know, go back to Austin and enjoy some barbecue and music down in that badass city. Uh, and then we get to hang out in person. We'll have to do another episode of this show down the line. We can actually hang. 
Oh yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that, man. It's gonna be a blast. That's badass, man. All right. Well, the last thing I do on every episode is I talk to a listener or a group of listeners, and I try to get them to up their game in some way. And I will start that right now. All right, guys. This week, I'm talking to the people who need a break and aren't giving themselves a damn break. You know what I'm saying? I just got back from three weeks of taking a break from this podcast and from some other you know like social media and internet stuff that normally takes up so much of my time and i took a nice break from it um i was just honest with myself i couldn't do it i couldn't freaking do it there for a while uh mentally and emotionally i was exhausted and i needed to put my energies somewhere and i couldn't do everything even though there's not as much to do right now i i couldn't and i want to encourage you whoever needs to hear this right now to do the same take a gosh dang break we all need it, and uh, if anybody gives you shit for it, the fuck that. We all need to take breaks some, sometimes, even when there's not so much to do. This has been the weirdest, most mentally and emotionally challenging time I think so many of us have gone through. It's just And it's seemingly unending, no end in sight. <laughs> so I want you to be strong now. I want you to give yourself a break. Listen to the advice of someone like Matt Judson. Go back in the archive and listen to all the advice of my past guests. And just give yourself a break. Take a chill pill. <laughs> if you do that, take it seriously. Maybe one day you could be super strong too. Just like Ryan. See you next week.